Welcome to Coffee with Creators. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Michael. And this is our scrappy little podcast. A place where you can hang out with us while we talk about tech, photography, social media, and life as creative professionals. So grab your favorite drink and let's chat. <laughs> Three, two, one, shit. <laughs> That's a new way of counting down, folks. I'm going to give you the timestamp. Mm-hmm. Actually, I do want me to record the video and you do the audio. I know you looked a little confused right there. Yeah. <laughs> Just so we're on the same page, what we're recording is for like behind the scenes and then for like bloopers, right? Yeah, we can do that. Um, I'm actually just recording whatever for like as long as we can. Your hair's fine. <laughs> it's like bothering me. I'm sorry. One of the things that I encountered when I was trying to upload our first video on YouTube is that because we're a new account, it won't let mm-hmm. us upload uh, anything file. yeah anything for more than an hour i think so what we can do in the meantime i think is we can do like a blooper reel like you said or we can do like 20 minutes of it just mm-hmm. so people have a preview and then we just start uploading that on our youtube and then so we can just say if you want to listen to the rest of the show you can just follow our podcast for now because we can't upload the whole thing yet what i need is to figure out a, a, a way that i can set this whole thing up where they can see the desk just like what you you're doing Mm-hmm. Um, I'm at this weird angle right now. I, my office is so small that I that I can barely move anything here. Mm-hmm. And having two desks doesn't really help. <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah. I'll figure it so, out. So speaking of your office, I saw like an I think it was an older photo because you had a couch yeah. in there. It was on it was on Pinterest. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing this photo like I think it was like a couple years ago. Maybe when you first got started. Mm-hmm. And I remember like screenshotting it on my phone and it was like goals, office goals. Like I love this. And then like we became friends on Instagram and I found the picture yesterday. And I was like, that is Michael's office. Yeah, I did <laughs> I have a couch. That. That's awesome. I did have a couch. Yeah. It was a blue couch. It was right behind me. Mm-hmm. So where the desk is right now, that's where it used to be. Funny story about that yeah. couch. Um, that was my friend's couch and he was... I was helping him move stuff. So he actually, one of my friends um, rents a room with us, with me and my wife, when we moved here like three years mm-hmm. ago. So he doesn't have a lot of stuff, but he did have that couch. Yeah. And he's like, I'm like, well, what other big items do you have that, that we have to carry? And he said, I have a couch. It's not really that big. And I swear to you, Chelsea, that that is the <laughs> hardest move I've ever had. I've had to do in my entire life. Have you seen that sketch? Uh, sketch? Is it from Friends? Pivot? Pivot! Pivot! We were screaming. Yeah. It was so, never again. To the point where he's like, you know what? If I ever move, you can keep the couch. (laughs) It's like it became your office couch. (laughs) That's Um, hilarious. How's your week? It's good. It has been pretty busy, actually. Um, I finally finished the Loom Cube uh, project. So that is behind me. I I have done nothing but obsess over that video for... (laughs) like weeks now and as you, if you can tell if you watch the video you can tell that i'm in three different shirts and it's because that I video was notice. shot oh you didn't no. that's good okay. um the video was shot over a course of like two weeks as i was just trying to like squeeze it in around my other projects and my kids and everything so you know that's that's one of the uh realities of of in this of working in this space people think it's so easy to make videos shoot content yeah. Yeah, sometimes you have to spread it out, like you said. I did. Because of kids. I had to. Yeah, like a, a two-day shoot would be like three weeks. 
and that's just I mean, that's basically <laughs> right. what it was. If I hadn't had the kids or had any other responsibilities or mm-hmm. anything, I mean, I could have knocked it out in one day. Mm-hmm. But I was also doing several other projects, yeah. and I was trying to keep my tiny humans alive. Um, but, I mean, as well, I wanted to, like, really know the light before I was promoting it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? So, yeah, it's a good way to test it. You know, we could yeah. talk about that, too, um, maybe in a future episode, how okay. to deliver to like or what your clients expectations are and what or mm-hmm. maybe what your expectations of yourself should be if that makes sense yeah i have right? good i have good examples from that because i work with a client or well i'm still working with them but yeah i've got a lot of good like yeah. expectation stories from from that Me one too. Client. <laughs> things most most of the stuff i've you know learned the hard way pretty much oh yeah and that's too. one of those it's 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 a bummer but it's part of it and it's yeah. just like that's the only way that you can really get better right yeah but for sure yeah anyway um any new cal- collaborations that you you can talk about or you want to share uh yes i have partnered i guess with um aperture which is su- super exciting they're sending me over a couple of their like first credit card size lights Mm-hmm. I think they made them in like two, 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, I was like, why would I want to promote like such an old item? But they were like, this is just where we want to start. And, you know, then you as your content grow or as your following grows, then you can grow with us or whatever. Yeah. And at first, at first, I was like, hmm. I wouldn't have turned it down. It just took me like a couple days. But I mean, then I was like, you know, you're really just starting, Chelsea. I mean, you can't expect them to give you a $1,200 light, like, just in the beginning, so. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's actually really good that you brought that up because I think it's important for us to address to people who want to mm-hmm. do the same thing that we do, right? Like, mm-hmm. grow their following, become an influencer in that regard. I mean, I don't like calling myself an influencer. I think I've said that before. I was just about to say, Michael yeah. hates being an influencer. I hate it. You know, but <laughs> using your voice, basically your personality to try to promote something, a service or a product. I mean, a lot of people want to do that. It's one of the mm-hmm. most attractive things to do because it, you know, there's a lot of perks, but there's always that struggle with, do I work with this company? Do I say yes? Um, there's a lot of figuring it out. Like, is this going to be one of those strategic moves ah my brother sucks at me five in between leave me alone (laughs) (laughs) rich because i keep forgetting to turn on my notifications he's sending me like these videos like we always send videos to each other like these videos that we see any any video mostly funny but um Mm -hmm. anything that has like sciencey stuff so it's just one of those things but um he was sending me one I'm sorry. That's funny. My brother, actually my mom, my sister-in-law, my brother, and my husband were all in this group chat. And all we do is send like hilarious memes back and (laughs) forth to each other. (laughs) They're always really funny. Like it's just a good way to like brighten up your day when you wake up and you've got like these raunchy. I know. Really? Wait, your your mom mom is? My mom's in there too. Yeah. You know, it's funny. My mom, when Facebook was the first, like fairly new and she made her account for the first time i'm like my mom's never going to be one of those weird moms on facebook and um i posted this (laughs) i posted this this is a long it did it popped on my uh popped up in my time hop and it's Mm -hmm. it's like i posted a photo of a car 
and it's like a card that I really like or something. And mm -hmm. then it's also partly a meme. So it's it's kind of funny, but only car people understand it. So I have a couple of yeah. people commenting. And then my mom pops in the comment. He She goes, oh, um, this person called and she was wondering about this and that. And if you can pick up like what, just like errands, basically. <laughs> she's, she's telling me what to do in my comments. I'm like, okay, mom, go away. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, she's funny. Bye, mom. Bye. Bye. I know. <laughs> Deletes. <laughs> it's a it's a topic that we can actually briefly talk about today, or we can cover it more in depth uh, in a future episode, like how to work with collaborations. I definitely have a little bit of insight, probably not as much as you do, just simply because you've been doing it longer than me. But I do have some things that I've tried along the way that just happened to work for me. Yeah. So a lot of it is really trial and error. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, we have. We all have different voices. Voices. We have different personalities, and the important thing that I think people should consider is who is getting to know who your audience are, mm -hmm. because um, basically that's your pitch when you when you talk to someone like a company or a brand. You tell them who your audience are, and most likely mm -hmm. they know who your audience are. They have a like a, a good understanding of who they are based on the engagement you know, the, the following. Um, but if you can highlight that and understand what they like, um, it'll help you immensely. But that also brings us to another problem because sometimes we create for the audience and not for ourselves mm -hmm. anymore. So it's finding mm -hmm. that right balance, your voice, your personality, um, the things that you like versus mm -hmm. who you're creating for. And yeah, yeah it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting dance. But it's fun, though. It really is. Mm -hmm. And I actually find um, sometimes I find it struggling to to try to balance, like, creating for myself and then creating just for the gram, you know? Because Instagram is, like, a very visual platform. And I know for me, I don't know if everyone, but I like it to, like, all look the same. Mm -hmm. You know, even though the photos are different, like, everything is pretty much edited the same And in that sense. And so... Like when you take this really good like landscape photo, like you, I I know struggle with like could I put that on there or is that gonna like completely wreck the gram or what? Yeah, so, it's so a I real thing. It. It's a real struggle. Yeah, and it's a it sounds funny, but it reminded me of that 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 Canon YouTube that you sent me. Oh my god, Canon Isn't shooters that be hilarious. Like, it was so funny, and it's funny because it it's relatable not only for Canon shooters, but for Sony shooters. For Well, he has a Sony one. Did you see that one? No, I didn't see that one. Oh, I should have sent that one to you. I just, I saw the Canon and I watched it all the way through. And I was like, for some reason, I think this is how Michael perceives me. As... <laughs> color science, because color science. Color science. That's all we have is the color, color science. science. I couldn't stop laughing. I was, I was watching, I watched the entire thing. And that guy's really funny. Yeah. He reminds me of my cousin, oh my actually. He He's so funny. So funny. Yeah. So, so funny. For people who are wondering what we're talking about, it's basically yeah. a YouTube video of some guy who he made like a, a, a satire video. Is that what you call it? Uh -huh. Of people who like to shoot with, with Canon cameras. And, He's got like this. He's going. He's rummaging through his closet looking for like the perfect <laughs> that bag. Was the best part. The yeah. biggest bag. The biggest bag. Because he ha he wants to bring all of his gear, even though he's not using any of them. Even though and, he doesn't need any. And of them. he goes to a meet, <laughs> a Canon meet. What do you guys do? Canon Honestly, <laughs> I, I'm sure there are things like that. But what do you do? Like it, it's become a, it's a subculture that 
that's been I don't know if they still exist. I know they were they were they were kind of a thing in a few a few years ago, but yeah, it's a subculture where people meet to talk about gear. And it's it's really? not yeah, it's not even a peak, uh, it's not even about the photos anymore. It's about the gear. Well, when I say meet, actually they don't meet. They it's just I see them everywhere online. Like um that's I'm crazy. part of three Sony groups, I think, on Facebook, and I quit uh -huh. all of them because all oh, really? they did was talk about the gear. All the photos they shared were about their gears, not their photographs, which sucks, you know. I know. It feels yeah. like the, I, I feel like they've lost their way. Yeah. It's not about the gear. I mean, you could have a $200 camera and take a photo just as good as yeah. that $3,000 camera is yeah. going to take. Yeah. But we all want the nice gear, especially when he called oh. his friend in that video. He's like, oh, oh when is the Canon Mark? What is it? This this seventy or something. One DX Mark seventy, and then I guess the person on the other line was yeah. like, "In thirty years, he's like, in thirty years, I need it now. <laughs> I need. It. I'm going on a meet tonight. <laughs> yeah. It was just funny, but I think um, good. yeah, a lot of people get all I I don't know like caught up with the whole gear thing, the love of gears. So there's nothing I wrong with like loving the gear, gear though. Yeah, there's nothing wrong I with do. loving the gear, but if it detracts you from from the art or the, the the love of photography then you're missing out i think yeah it is funny because i've been on photo shoots not like a meetup like i've gone by myself like when i lived in hawaii i used to go every weekend and just rummage the island just trying to find the best spots and i totally like can relate to what he was saying about i've got to have the biggest bag because i have to have all of my gear just in case i need it like yeah. that was me the first yeah. couple of times like taking like four or five lenses two camera bodies and then like finally probably like the third time that i'd done it i was like i do not need this like for one it was heavy and for two it's obviously pretty hot in hawaii so it was heavy sweating and i would only use like ended up i would only use the one camera or the one body and the one lens mm -hmm. so it's like i'm i'm dumping this i don't need this anymore and uh, oddly enough when you're when you're on a um, creative journey like a creative mission like the more gear that i have it's like the more i don't know my work gets just very diluted mm -hmm. if that makes sense but if yeah. i have one camera body one one lens like if especially if it's a, a prime lens w mm -hmm. you know one focal point it's just you know i can do so much with it and i can come up yeah. with much more interesting um photos than mm -hmm. you know having the whole gear set up so Chelsea, I wanted to address something about procrastination that people, I just thought about this after our last few episodes because we kept talking about it. And I feel like we kept skimming through it and then just mm -hmm. not giving any sort of resolution, <laughs> which I feel we bad for. We were procrastinating. For. We were procrastinating, yeah. To the end point. Yeah. <laughs> to the point where it took two weeks for me to formulate this answer. But yeah. um, it, it went through a testing phase, pretty much. So I, I was trying to figure out myself what I would do if I were, if I found myself in that situation. So I did find myself in that situa situation because I was basically drowning in collaborations. And mm. it sounds attractive. No, it's not. It's actually a lot of these past um, agreements that I've had with uh -huh. a bunch of these other companies that I'm not forced to do it it's because I wouldn't have said yes to begin with. So I like it. I like the, I, I am actually interested in creating them. 
it's mm -hmm. just I never realized how how much time it takes because I'm still fairly new with this when I say new with this like the whole YouTube thing and then I'm managing my Instagram account and I'm answering all DMs I'm you know working on my website and I'm, I actually mm -hmm. have you know a graphic design job I've said this a lot in my posts before that I basically just you know bit enough more than I can chew so I found myself in that situation so I was sometimes I would procrastinate just because I'm so so pressured to do something and if you're like me the more someone tells me to do something <laughs> the less likely I am yeah, I mean I just I don't want to do anything you know it's just me yeah my personality so that I is so me right I'm, I'm that way I'm the worst with my husband when he asks <laughs> yeah. me to do something I'm like who are you like even if it's something simple like hey can you wipe her hands off or like, <laughs> can you can you put the dog outside I'm like Excuse no <laughs> you asked me I would have done that I was on my way to do it but you mentioned it now I'm done <laughs> <laughs> see I'm not alone see I guess it's it's just human nature but it is. I've known myself to be like that for a while now and it's just that I found myself in that situation where I woke up and I'm like wait I'm an adult I can't do that anymore you know if I want to <laughs> if I want to keep doing this if I want to keep growing and succeeding yeah. you know whatever I'm gonna have to be an adult so mm -hmm. I tried to figure out the best method for me to really start working on these projects so if you okay maybe I'm not gonna say do this I'm just gonna give you an example of what I did and what's worked for me it's really simple honestly I look at my worksheet um, for the week basically what I do is I have a Google account not a Google account I have a Google Sheets um, that's up online so that I can access it any you know anytime so it's basically like an Excel sheet and I write down the project name and who the project manager is and a little bit you know some details about it like let's say for example company a needs video for this and then I'll put um, a status and then I'll put the the, the due date and usually for the due date, mm -hmm. I put a day before, at least maybe two days before the actual due date, just in case, mm -hmm. you know, I get any hiccups or whatever. And the closer it gets to the date, you'll see the number actually changes color. Like it's, you know, if it's due tomorrow, it's like That's red good. or something. Um, mm -hmm. So I do that every week, every, you know, the first thing I do when I sit at my desk on, you know, Monday morning is look at that list and see what I need to knock out. And Mm -hmm. For the longest time, I just kept it there. But now I'm being more intentional. So it goes back to being, you know, basically self-discipline. It goes back to having self-discipline of checking it and make sure you go through the list. So that I just focus on going down the list. So if I have, you know, five things on my list, I'll make sure I go through, you know, each one of them um, step by step. And wh whatever is like the, I usually write them out anyway in accordance to what's, do you know what I mean mm -hmm. like if it's if it's due next week then I should probably work on that and mm -hmm. I can check on my phone so basically having a list keeps me in check because when I don't have anything or a, a list to look at I'm just kind of relaxing you know it's the same thing mm -hmm. with, with what that guy talked about right he's he's like oh you know I'm, I don't have to write anything because it's not due yet but if you see the list remember that in the, at the end of the video when he showed a um a visual representation of how many weeks you have in a life in in a lifetime yeah you start to realize how small and or how few of those there are 
And so I think yeah. having a list really shows me um, what I need to work on and how much time I actually have left. You know, it's so I'm mm -hmm. a visual person. I respond very well to visual stuff. And mm -hmm. I think writing it down or even if you have to draw like, you know, on a calendar or something, I, I use a calendar a lot, uh, the one that's built in my computer and mm -hmm. just showing like those little color codes that I put, like this one's due soon or whatever, um, kicks the, uh, what do you call this? The evil monkey? What do you, what do they call it again? The, procre uh, progress, no, the gratification, gratification yeah. monkey. So the gratification monkey. Instant, kind of, instant gratification. In yeah, instant gratification monkey kicks it to the curb, basically, whenever I see that list. So that works for me. So I think for yeah. people who procrastinate, sorry, for people who pr procrastinate, it might help if you use visual representations because it gives you, it really shows you how close you are to that date. And to me, it reminded me of the panic that mm -hmm. I usually feel. And mm -hmm. so that helped me because I basically give myself a little bit of a padding when I say, you know, it's due on Thursday. I, I really mean it's due on Saturday, for example. Mm -hmm. So it gives me a little bit of that extra padding and it really helps me because now I, all I have to do is focus on that list and just, you know, tackle them one, one step at a time. Yeah, I do something similar, um, but I was gonna ask you, do you work on one project at a time or do you do several projects at once? I try my best to schedule my projects, um, you know, like, like separately. If like, someone asks mm -hmm. me, and I've learned this the hard way too, because in the beginning, I just kept saying yes to everyone, like my graphic mm -hmm. design stuff, photography, and I'm like, I can knock those out in one day. But you know, obviously I can't. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I, I had to, I had to say sorry a couple of times, which sucks yeah. because that really ruins relationships and, you know, mm -hmm. it ruins businesses and their relationships with their clients. And so you don't mm -hmm. want to be that person to be the, yeah. you know, that wrench in the wheel. Is that, is that a, is that a thing? Or did I yeah, just make sure. that up? Okay, sure. <laughs> we'll go with it. Okay. Um, one of the things that I do, I really struggle with procrastination and I don't, I don't want to say that I have a fix for it because it's literally like it takes over my life. Like usually no matter what I do, like I still procrastinate. So I really have to just be in my head. Like, okay, like you said, you're an adult, you got to get your head together and you got to get going. But as far as like being a visual person and writing things down, I set a reminder of when like the projects, all the projects that come in, I immediately tell Siri to remind me that a project is due like, you know, Thursday or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then like the day before I set it to remind me or whenever, like I'll just set it to remind me that it's due or whatever. And so then it constantly pops up on my phone and then I can see it and remember that I have something due. But I mean, I'm the world's worst about just waiting until the very end and then panicking. Trying yeah, see, to get it finished. That I had a problem with that one because I used to do that. Basically I've tasked Siri to nag at me. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. So like, hey, yeah, hey, 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 and I keep hit, yeah. hitting the snooze button, and so oh really? That, and that, yeah, that's the thing. Like that's how I would um, liken it to um, waking up in the morning. I don't like my wife. Oh my god, my wife is she's gonna drive me insane. She she sets an alarm for like I don't know five a.m. Uh -huh. She has fifteen snoozes or something. She basically has like the alarm going off every fifteen minutes. And it's, it's driving so me insane. I'm like, oh wait, I'm up. Wait, it's three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, you know, because my wife has to get up at five o'clock in the morning. But you know, she has yeah. to keep 
hitting that snooze button. So that's that's, so that's a problem with me. I couldn't do that because um, it was giving me enough reason again to just wait. Like seeing that snooze button, you know. Mm -hmm. So now I just set one alarm. Basically, you gotta wake mm -hmm. up. You gotta wake up. So and I set that alarm maybe 15 minutes before I'm supposed to really get up. Again, just mm -hmm. a little bit of padding. I do have like maybe two alarms at most, but I don't do multiples because self-discipline. It's just I have to yeah. motivate myself to mm -hmm. to really get the work done and just really, you know, um, I guess I guess the the motivation for me in that regard is, you know, knowing that it's out of my plate, then I can just I can kind of just relax for a little bit. Yeah. Right. So that's that's me too like once you do finish the project like the feeling of it's over like I don't have to I don't have to stress about that anymore that is kind of what pushes me to finish mm -hmm. you know if that yeah. makes any sense like the loom cube video like I was so glad when that project was done just because I didn't have to obsess over it anymore <laughs> right. you know yeah. like I had fun with it it's not that I didn't have fun with it, it it's just more of like I don't know. I think it goes back to me being like having the kids home all the time. There's someone always here. It's just hard for me to concentrate right now. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the struggles. I mean, yeah. people ask <laughs> or people say sometimes that, hey, you know what you do is cool. Like you you get to work from home and just create content. And I'm like, it's not always that it's, easy. You know, what I mean, it's like, especially especially being like a mother and the kids like my husband has now gone back to work. So I'm like the, the only person that's here during the day. And it, even when I do try to work, like it's every five minutes, somebody, mm. you know, has to go poop or somebody needs some food or something. And I'm trying to teach them to be more self-sufficient. Yeah. So, but it's, that's <laughs> it's never that they're easy, only right? three and six. So <laughs> I can't expect too much. Yeah. Yes. For today, I wanted to talk about something that I feel a lot of people struggle with and mm -hmm. maybe we struggle with it maybe i'd say all of us struggle with it i wouldn't even say some of us i think all of us go through this whole thing and that's basically um you know motivating yourself to get up in the morning to do the things that you have to do mm -hmm. and basically pushing yourself forward for whatever mm -hmm. it is that you are you know working towards i think it's very difficult because a lot of us have been accustomed, and I'm speaking about my, you know, um, my own experience. I've been accustomed to hearing encouragement from people that are that that you know that I admire, or you know, my family. But what happens if you don't have any of that? What happens if you find yourself kind of in a rut? You know, mm -hmm. I found myself in that situation a few days ago, where I'm just like because of procrastination honestly because of that like i found myself in a situation where i'm like oh, i don't want to do anything anymore you know yeah, so, yeah that was me too and i remember texting you a couple i guess a couple weeks ago just feeling like i didn't want to do anything and there was like the simplest things like i didn't want to fold the laundry yeah like it was it was clean and it was washed and it was dried and then it was just sitting in baskets in our living room and like various places in our house. We we're just moving it from place to place so the dog wouldn't chew up the socks or whatever. And I got to the point I was like, 
I really, I've got to get it together because why is this happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know if it was procrastination or I just had no motivation to like do anything around the house. Yeah. I think, <laughs> like um, I think we all go through that. Wouldn't you agree? Like no one is exempt from it. I no matter do. how yeah. awesome you think someone's life is, they struggle with that as well. You're not yeah. the only one. Um, yeah. But I think it's good to hear that too. It's really good to hear that because when, especially for me, when I look around my house and I'm like, other people, I mean, do they really let their laundry go this long for like weeks at a time to where you have nothing to wear? Yeah. Like, so it's good to hear that you're not the only one. And, and like, well, for me, especially, like, I don't feel as bad about it when I have two baskets full of clean clothes that need to be folded. So I know. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because like, it could literally just be the simplest thing. Like you said, it's just, just doing the laundry, laundry. or maybe <laughs> even I found myself in this situation so many times, um, exercising, I have high blood yeah. pressure. So I have that, you know, um, basically I remember when I found out that I had high blood pressure, the doctor was like, you better watch yourself because your family has a history of it. I have uncles who have died from it yeah a mm. long time ago and oh, wow. my mom told me hey you know you better watch out because you're young i was still in my 20s like early 20s and really yeah uh, i'm borderline i'm common right? it's very uncommon so i'm borderline yeah. it's not terrible terrible yet but then my doctor a few months ago said um you know you are still borderline uh hypertensive mm-hmm. and he said it may not be much but imagine going through life like maybe 20 years from now constantly on that line that's not gonna that's not good for you so mm-hmm. you know my motivation was to not die <laughs> so right but it can it can drive you into into this um little i guess Almost depression depression for yeah. Me. yeah yeah it yeah. really does feel like depression so mm-hmm. i think with people who struggle with self-motivation um we have to first understand where it's coming from. Like, what is the root of it? So it could be mm-hmm. from a couple of things. Like for me, I was just really getting tired of not seeing results. You know, my blood yeah. pressure wasn't going down. Um, my foot kept hurting. And, you know, all the all these excuses that I keep coming up with. Mm-hmm. And then once I took a step back and just kind of stopped for a little bit and said, so what is it really that's, that's stopping me? And that's that. Basically, I've managed to talk myself out of motivating myself i started to have a list of things that were working against me and then Mm -hmm. basically made that as a reason as to why i couldn't be where i wanted to be and so Mm -hmm. now it became a hunt for other excuses it's almost like um you know that saying misery loves company where Mm -hmm. if you're not happy you find other reasons to justify you know um why you're not happy exactly right so that's what i what i've been doing so that's i find found out that the reason why i couldn't get out of it was because i just kept stacking all these things against myself it's almost like Mm self-sabotage to be honest and Mm -hmm. because i felt comfortable where i was i felt like no Mm -hmm. one can judge me if i have all these excuses i felt that Mm -hmm. um I couldn't judge myself because I find I find myself saying this a lot, you know, internally, like, oh, the re- the only reason I couldn't do this is because of this. So again, it's mm-hmm. excuses after excuses. So I think we have to identify 
what it is yeah. that really drives us to that point first before we can find a solution mm -hmm. to to motivate ourselves do you find yourself struggling in any aspect of your life like creatively maybe with kind of like motivating yourself i do yes especially when i feel something's not good like when i'm creating something and maybe i finished it or maybe i'm just halfway through and if i don't like it if i'm not happy with it i start procrastinating even more because I feel like, or even when I feel like I have too much. So going back to the laundry, like the, the laundry can just be a metaphor really for like creative things. But if I feel like there is a lot on my plate, I start to panic and then I start procrastinating because I just feel like overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Like I, maybe I don't know where to start or I feel like starting is going to be too complicated. So I just, I don't do it and I just procrastinate. Yeah. So that's a really, that's a big struggle for me. And it's probably, I mean, it could be with anything, even with like creating like simple things. If I feel like it's too much or if I feel like I'm not really good at what I'm having to create, I start to procrastinate because yeah. I'm like, I just get anxious. Like I'm like, I don't think I can ever start. It's just too much. I, you know, that goes back to like self-doubt and procrastination. So would you agree that all of those feelings that you were feeling were were only in your head like no one said yeah. no one told you that you're not good enough it no was one? just it was all me because it, it came from nowhere just like out of thin air <laughs> mm -hmm. so i think i think that's yeah. the thing right like if you identify mm -hmm. where it's coming from and then you really listen you realize that you yourself are talking yourself out of doing anything mm -hmm. i i i've experienced that just recently too um with mm -hmm. creating anything it's a uh, i was watching a video of someone someone's video and it was so good that I kind of convinced myself that I could never be at that level oh no yeah it's weird and it's like it's like I was ready to make a video and then I saw someone else's video and I'm like man my video is gonna suck like really oh, bad too though yeah yeah so I know I hate that. It's like one of the like I hate to hear you say it, and then I'm like, well, sure, and I've done it before too, yeah. you know. And then it's like, why do we feel this way? But that's the thing, like, because <laughs> we are good enough. Yeah, it's a thing. It's what you feed yourself. So I guess that's mm -hmm. my point. You know, to help you motivate, to help motivate yourself, you have to feed yourself the good stuff. You know. Yeah. So if you know that you are going to get depressed by watching other people's, you know, great works, and comparing yourself to them. Then, then don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Find the things that, that, it. I guess to me, when I was trying to make that video, I focused so much on what others were doing, that, I felt that I had to one up them, and then I found someone who did it so well that I'm like, I cannot do that, and it basically just threw me off completely because I'm like, I'm, I'm never gonna be that good, you know. And then all these excuses came up, like I don't but have that know, equipment, I don't have that crew or i don't have this and that i don't have the money yeah. so but if i didn't watch that video yeah. i think i would have been fine i would have made my thing and again you speak to your audience you don't mm -hmm. try not to compare yourself too much i guess if if you know that yeah that's going to happen i know about that about myself like i'm very insecure with my work that when i Me watch too. someone's great work or see see other people's work it's just like man, I don't want to do anything anymore. So I've started yeah. to not do that. I was actually going to say when I first got started with YouTube, I 
was inspired by Peter McKinnon, right? Mm. And then when I started creating my own stuff, I had to stop watching Peter McKinnon because it was the same thing. Like I didn't want to create because I knew it wasn't going to be in line with Peter's, which is crazy when I think about it now because I was just getting started. Like yeah. he was miles ahead of me. You know, I was at the the start line. He was the finish line. Yeah. And I was comparing to some comparing my brand new work to someone of that stature like i know now that isn't good but yeah for a while i had to just stop watching peter's videos yeah so that's a yeah, step i mean that's some it's just what you have to do sometimes honestly mm -hmm. i mean to make your to not put yourself in that depressed state and to just be able to to create you know just to keep kind of pushing pushing your way along and eventually you will get to that point you know you will be at the finish line with peter and then someone else will be at the start line and for you to inspire but hopefully not over yeah <laughs> no seriously like hurt them more than help them i think i think you you hit a good point like after a while you'll start to realize so for me what helps me sometimes i don't know if it's a weird thing but when i start to compare myself with other people i feel i start to feel really really insecure and i start mm -hmm. to feel like i'll never be as good so why do i even try and you know it just shuts me down completely so i stopped doing that and like you i stopped watching videos I, i've actually unfollowed some of the people that i admire the most just because i don't want to get depressed yeah. and you know i had to take you a, have take, to do that sometimes, yeah you know i had to take a step back and say you know what is this what's happening none of these people told me that i was not good enough it's my myself i'm telling myself i'm not good enough based on this scenario that i painted in my head that somehow we're, mm -hmm. i'm competing with them somehow you know it's yeah. a contest somehow this and that so it's something that i need to needed to prove to myself which yeah. is just bs to be honest so it wasn't really the reason why i wanted to create to begin with so i took a step back realized that you know hey it shouldn't be like this i shouldn't be talking to myself like this and then mm -hmm. once you get better at it once you get comfortable with it um i think it's okay to revisit revisit again because now when i watch videos I intentionally watch them to be inspired. And whenever I hear that voice in my head that says, you're never going to be as good, I basically try to shut that <laughs> that voice down because it's... You're like trying to kick it off your shoulder. Yeah, shifting. pretty much. <laughs> a little devil on your shoulder. Like yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's not helpful. Whatever it is that you can do to try to not listen to that, if it means not watching videos for a little bit. But we don't want to have to try to keep running away from it too, right? Like we want to right. try to be comfortable enough with that little voice and remind ourselves that, hey, um, so maybe I'll just say this, like for me, if I hear that little voice starting to creep up on me and say, you're never going to be as good, you know, why are you, why are you even trying? Mm -hmm. Remember that somewhere, someone out there is inspired by your work. Someone yeah. out there likes your work and someone out there if they hear you say these things to you, the mean things that you say to yourself, they'll be like, what are you saying? You know what I mean? Yeah. How, yeah. <laughs> why are you doing this to yourself? Remind yourself yeah. that. So you inspire people. And mm -hmm. I think if you refocus your, your energy into um, remembering mm -hmm. the people that you inspire, these internal dialogues are, are so diverse and mm -hmm. kind of confusing sometimes. I know. That you're like, what the hell's wrong with me? I know. And but, that's funny. Yeah. And something that you said reminded me of the very first time we tried to do the pilot episode. And mm -hmm. which was left in the cutting room floor and no one will ever see it. But <laughs> and um we were having a conversation about someone had said something 
Impolite on my YouTube video and you asked, did it make me want to stop creating? And I think I said, yes, it did. Like I was, you know, like that same thing, like it crept up on me, like I wasn't good enough just because that one person said that I wasn't. But what you said to me was, you're going to deny the people that are inspired by you if you stop creating because of this one person like that's the the total opposite of what you want to do you know is mm -hmm. to stop inspiring others that are inspired by you just because that one asshole yeah. you know yeah. so and isn't it funny how we can have a million people say that we love your work and then just one person say your work sucks and then you focus <laughs> like, on that oh. one person yeah you know it's I like know. <laughs> how dare you i know but yeah so yeah remember remember you're inspiring someone remember that someone out there likes your work um another thing i was gonna say is uh, back to that first pilot episode that didn't make it mm -hmm. to the light of day um no no no, no. this did, this wasn't in the, the episode this was just like a text between us mm -hmm. i sent you one of the videos that i was gonna post for packed bags mm -hmm. and i was saying it's out there jerry but i'm not loving it because i thought it was complete garbage and you you were like i think you're being too hard on yourself because i think i think it's really good mm -hmm. and the video ended up doing pretty good on youtube so there again that was just my inner Your demon voice, i yeah. guess or my my inner whatever because the video was good like and i look at it now and i'm like well i mean it's not bad you know it's, it's pretty good mm -hmm. but i think that's with everything when i'm finished with it if I can just like close the door on it and not look at it for a few days and then go back to it, I'm like, why did I think it was so bad? It's pretty yeah. good, you know? Because yeah. when you cre create something, all your insecurities somehow just like start showing up. It's like, I never invited you guys to the party. Why are you guys here? It's, right. it's, a, it's a weird thing, but yeah. I guess I'm not the only one. So do you have any steps to try or maybe methods that you know of to, to try to get out of that rut or maybe to maybe even if you're not in that rut to just keep motivating yourself to keep um keep that momentum going i guess um i do for me is really just being able to focus on one thing i struggle with trying like i said earlier i struggle if i think i have too much on my plate i start to kind of like break down like i just when i just want to shut down so i found that if i focus just on one thing even if it's just folding the laundry like if i have to take one day or like three hours to just do, focus on that one thing that's what i have to do because if not i just completely shut down and like everything just kind of starts to boil mm -hmm. over the pot so to speak so i find that really helps for me um and also i found just kind of taking a break just shutting down for a couple of days trying not to like sometimes during the week i will have two days or three days where i just won't even step into the office because it like if I try to put too much on my shoulders, nothing's going to get done. Because like I said, I'm just going to just shut it all down and mm. not be able to focus on anything. So that was me um, just a few days ago. I think in one of my posts, it was like four days. Pri I mean, mm -hmm. it took me four days to post again because yeah. I had to step away. And mm -hmm. because I was starting to feel it, I was starting to feel like oh, I don't want to do this anymore. This is so yeah. frustrating. And it's mm -hmm. the pressure is there. And, yeah. you know, I said, it's not going to be good for me in the long run if I keep doing this. You can kind of muscle your way through it, but then you start yeah. to realize that I'm not happy and this sucks and it you, it'll just snowball into something really, really bad. 
And so I, yeah. I you know, I did like It'll what you said. It'll affect other parts of your life mm-hmm. too. Exactly. So I, I had to step away, just like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, this could be something uh, that I recently just started doing, and it might, you know, some people might find uh, helpful. I got this idea from a coach that I was listening to on TED Talks. Gee, I wish I could find that video. If I can, I'll I'll link it in the description or send mm-hmm. send it to you, Chelsea, so you can watch it. But this yeah. coach was talking about self-confidence and how you, you know, how do you foster that? How do you grow, how do you basically attain that? And what he said was very, very interesting because self-confidence really comes from within, right? Like mm-hmm. it's not because someone said you're good you're good you're good and then suddenly you're confident it's completely different self-confidence is doing something enough and persisting and just getting better at it and then so now Mm -hmm. you basically know down to your bones that you can do it that's self-confidence yeah and so it's Mm -hmm. one of those things it's a it's like a muscle that you have to keep working on you have to keep Mm -hmm. you know um, getting better at it and it's just repetition but our mind sometimes, or me, my mind sometimes works differently. So how do I encourage that same practice? Mm-hmm. So what I did was I started writing myself a letter of um, affirmation. I think it's what it's called. I think it's from the same coach. But mm-hmm. basically he was saying, um, write good things that you've done. Things that you would never tell on anyone else. Because if you did, then you would be bragging. But this is like a letter to yourself where you Mm. brag to yourself, right? You tell yourself, you know, hey, you did this. You did this when things weren't good or when the odds were against you or whatever, or you've accomplished this, you got this out of your list. Small things, big things, I don't care, but as many as you want, actually Mm. as many as you can. Because he said that throughout your life, and this is a really good reminder, it's never gonna be, it's never always gonna be good. Actually, most of the time, it's going to be bad. It's going to be like, oh, I struggle to do this. I struggle to get up. And so these things, these good things that you've written down, hopefully when you wrote these down, you were also still writing that high. You know what I mean? Like if you accomplished Mm -hmm. something, write it down while you're writing that high. So you know that feeling. You remember that feeling. So Mm -hmm. that sense of accomplishment, that sense of victory, whatever it is. And then when you face situations where you don't want to do anything anymore or you're just really you know down and out read that read that again to yourself and say oh and remember those feelings right so you're basically Mm -hmm. trying to climb yourself out of this hole that you've made in your head um i found that to be very helpful for me so i wrote a couple of things down and when i was feeling really really bummed out i started reading them and started mm-hmm. really digesting it and under you know remembering the feeling that I got and mm-hmm. honestly after a few hours I'm like ah, let's go kick some ass you know what I mean that's how that's I felt awesome. yeah, yeah so that's awesome that that worked yeah so it worked for me you might want to try it if you're listening to yeah. this and you're trying to figure out yeah it's my suggestion um because it's hard to to motivate yourself but I think yeah if you know if you understand that all these um words of or the, these discouragements if you understand that they're really coming from you, you, your own head it mm-hmm. it'll be easier to not easier but more manageable i guess to tackle them yeah and figure out a solution but you're not alone yeah. we all go through it. i don't want to say we all but i feel like the majority of i people. think we all go through it i can't yeah, i really honestly so. can't think of any human being who doesn't go through that 
unless they're robots. I just don't want to get that. Yeah, no. I'm just waiting for that one person. Like, I don't. And like, they'll probably comment on Michael's YouTube yeah. video oh. if they're out there. <laughs> Speaking. So Chelsea, Speaking and I, Chelsea and I were talking about this because this is actually a little bit of, um, it's fun, but it's also a, an exercise on um, receiving criticisms, which is mm-hmm. like, so yes for sure because i i need help with that too because i (laughs) suck at getting bad criticism i just want to cry all the time (laughs) so chelsea and i thought of um having uh, adding another segment to this this show where we basically read all the mean comments or nasty comments that we get to me honestly this is going to help because it forces me to really face them and not be offended you know what i mean but it's different when i'm reading it myself because when you read it, you internalize it. And again, all these different voices go into my head and convince yeah. me that, oh, this person is right. I'm a terrible person for sharing this video. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just really ridiculous. So I'm going to have Chelsea read. It wasn't really that mean. It was just, he just sounded so angry. It was, it's very strange. Like the, <laughs> the points that I hit while I was reading it was just like very odd. Like, And then you have to... Like, really, I was thinking about this person, like, what happened in this person's life that they feel the need to just, like, throw daggers at this random person that they don't know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I think so. the, the way you said it is sums it up perfectly because that's how I should be treating it. I, that's how I, sh- I should be treating these comments. So I think this will yeah. help me when Chelsea reads the comments to me and it doesn't sting that much anymore. And it'll help me create more because it'll just... It's like I took the power away or you took the power away from that person. So isn't isn't that a thing? Like when you start getting nasty comments, like you should know you're doing something like if. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I've heard that before. Yes. It's definitely a thing um, where, you know, when you start having haters, they're mm-hmm. saying that you're doing something right because you're, you know, you're not vanilla. You're not trying yeah. to appease. Sorry. You're not trying to please everyone. So. Yeah. All right. Well, what does All it right. say? I even if I wanted to pronounce this person's name, which I wouldn't, because I don't want to, whatever. But I mean, I, I can't anyway. So that just that that takes care of that. Anyways, so yeah. so so this video was um, this comment that Chelsea's about to read is from a video that I made, and it's a video about that I thought of where you know since people are working from home, and you know some people don't have a dedicated desk or maybe an office to work out of. So I said, maybe I should make a video where, you know, I'm working off of my dining room table or something. And what are the accessories that I use to make it my own personal workspace, even though it's not a permanent workspace. So that was the idea of the video. And so I used like um, a monitor riser or a laptop stand and all these other accessories that I do have. Right. And then I, just, I do use. And that's actually my setup when I'm not in my office. And so this person decides to comment this. Yeah. So I thought, I mean, maybe I'm partial, but I, I think, I think this video was good. I think it was really helpful to people who are new to working at home right now and don't have a dedicated space and won't always be at home, you know, working from home. So well, this person thought otherwise (laughs) and they proceeded to write, you don't have a desk anywhere at home, not even a kitchen desk, but you buy Apple keyboard, Logitech's MX mouse, and most importantly, in quotes, a MacBook Pro. And then he proceeds to, or they proceed to put in capital letters to put on a GD desk, in quotes, <laughs> with height riser. Now we're back in lower lowercase. 
then put an iPad as a second screen caps at the height of a normal laptop, lowercase. So many things are wrong with this video, dot, 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 dude. <laughs> you want a portable setup with dual screens with iPad, question mark. Sure, put your MacBook Pro in front of you and place an iPad next to it or place it in front of you on top of books if you need to increase height. Virtually, you don't even need any peripherals right now. You can type from a MacBook and navigate with trackpad, which Apple can't stop comp can't which Apple can't <laughs> stop compliment about. I, I think maybe he meant con maybe he probably meant a lot of things. Yeah, I don't I don't I I think his Okay, we're just gonna Oh, it's not done yet. <laughs> yeah, it's not done yet. <laughs> you need serious work with mouse? Question mark. Sure, buy a regular mouse with like one tenth of the price. His is his written English is is a little is a little off. I'm kind of struggling with this last bit. And anyways, it says, but sure, affiliate links are everything if you can't afford or don't have a GD desk. Wow. Yeah. I don't remember That's it being it. that hateful. <laughs> I was I was emphasizing. It was like I, I was know. I felt that good. Good acting. Good acting. You were really you were really delivering the message, Chelsea. Was so, I selling it? I was you were. You to were. Sell yeah. It. Yeah. It kind of hurt okay. a little bit, but I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was trying to make it comical. No, good. It's actually good. Was it not comical? <laughs> no, it it was. It's just, it's just so funny how um, how angry this person was. It's a, I commented <laughs> I commented back. I said something very yeah. civil, I would say about Here, it. But I'll you know read. Yeah, honestly that's I'll, re I'll read what you said. Okay. So Michael says, I'm guessing you didn't catch the part where I said you don't have to buy these items specifically. They're just ideas to get you started. But thank you for watching anyway because I definitely appreciated that. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of like my my slightly backhanded comment, you know, basically. Michael's thank you for the view. Yeah, Michael's comebacks are always the best. We have more. We well, have more. Well, that was just, I was trying to be civil. But honestly, yeah. my original idea for the comment was really just, why are you so angry? Because he was so angry. Yeah. I don't know why he was so angry. I know. And that, and that was the thing. Like, honestly, when I first read that that comment, it really affected me. I know it doesn't, mm. it probably, people are probably like, why would you let that affect you? Because if you really, if I'm thinking it's about it, I shouldn't be thinking about it like this. But if I, Think about it. Someone honestly took the time to write that, to watch my video, yeah. to write that, leave a comment or whatever. And mm -hmm. that bothered me. Not necessarily yeah. that, you know, what he was saying was true. It was just, why would you take the time to do that? To intentionally yeah. try to hurt me, right? Mm -hmm. So this is good practice for me because when you read it out to me like that, it's actually kind of funny. So I'm like, that's I'm fine. Sorry. No, it's fine. It's okay. I, I appreciate feel bad. that. Don't feel bad. Actually, I, <laughs> okay. I want more hateful comments next time because I, because I think I think it'll help it makes me. It I don't know. I think I think this segment is fun, even though it's like you're the one getting bashed, yeah, and I'm really sorry that I'm having fun with it. But <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> I like it. I'm sorry. We need thicker skin, Chelsea. I need I know, thicker skin. We do. So. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if we're going to be in this business, we do need thicker skin. You and do. hopefully this is a way for us to thicken our skin. I know. So it sounds weird. Sorry. It, it, no, it, it does. I mean, it, it is. It, it is does a sound good. Weird. It does sound weird. No, it is a good way because there's no other way for us to get thicker skin, if, thicker skin if we don't face these nasty comments. Right. Yeah. And honestly, I feel um, like the celebrities that do the mean tweets with, I think, Jimmy Kimmel. 
or Jimmy yeah. Fallon. Yeah. One of the Jimmies. Yeah, one of the one of the Jimmies. <laughs> one of the Jimmies. Um, okay, well, we're moving on. This one isn't quite as hateful, but Michael's reply is probably one of my favorites to date. <laughs> I say this to him all the time. <laughs> Anyways, again, probably couldn't pronounce the name, not gonna do it anyways. It says, This has got to be the biggest joke ever. How portable is that laptop stand roll eyes? So look roll eyes. Yeah. Michael Michael replies with very portable because you can move it around the house very easily, unless you have hands made out of cheese. <laughs> I don't know why I keep going back to cheese. What so you- I always I just envision someone with like blocks of cheese like trying to pick up that grove made stand. <laughs> it's melting. He keeps melting it's his melting. his hands. He's I can't just, pick this up. He's like grating his cheese hands. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I go back to cheese every time someone insults me because I feel like no one can really have a comeback after that. No, and and I I think I'm not sure, but I don't think anyone has engaged with you after this. No. <laughs> yeah, they never do. They they don't have anything to say. Yeah, but that's the thing too. I think um, to me, I practice. I try to practice this when when someone says something mean. The first comment that you read, I felt that. Because obviously that person wasn't looking for any other response or any helpful response other than just trying to get a rise out of me, right? So maybe from yeah. now on, every time I get a nasty comment like that, I'll probably just make a joke or something because that that kind of takes the power away from them and they're like, man, it, it didn't work, yeah. right? So yeah. absolutely, I'll start to do that um, now. Yeah. Do we so, have some more? Yeah, we do. I do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, crap. Okay. Um, it says a lot of people hate me i don't know i don't (laughs) and they're just rude and they're jealous we're gonna we're gonna say that anyways for the sake of currency i will ask you the question once again since you ignored it the first time oh (laughs) did you get gifted this product or had some financial incentive through the manufacturer to conduct this review michael says i did not see your first comment sorry Yes, I was given the desk by Ergon Office. I mentioned it in the beginning and at the end. I thank them again for sponsoring this video. This person actually did engage and write back. <laughs> did. And they wrote, I feel in future, instead of using the over, overly used and generalized term of sponsored, perhaps say I was given this particular product because in reality, there are many that will look at you thinking incorrectly. And they also wrote, they go on to say, nevertheless, I will continue to watch your streams and hope this clarification is followed in the future. Yeah, that's it. Now I remember, yeah. Nothing (laughs) was going on. He's like, are you, um, like, what did you say? Are you the IRS or something? That's what you wrote me. Oh, you you said, I feel like I'm being audited by the yeah, IRS. I was I wrote, being audited. Jesus. I know. It seems like it baffles me how some people find the concept of someone sponsoring your product or paying for for your time to review their product. I don't know, like appalling, right? Like it seems like that's what the person was saying. He said, "Yeah, was this okay?" Oh, actually, when I read this comment like a while back, I remember thinking there are people who use that as an excuse i feel so i would like to think that this person i think actually this person is upset that i have a very nice desk you know i didn't make this desk yes it was given in spot or sponsored to me by um by a company and 
I, I'm not hiding behind that. I mean, I'm not hiding from it. It's it's true because honestly, I'm very fortunate. Like I've said this so many times, but I think mm-hmm. for that person, he was probably feeling, I don't know if jealousy is the word or mm. envious that- I was gonna say jealous. But. Right, that, he, that I have a very nice desk. But the thing is- Well, probably just jealous that you're getting said desk for free. I think that's it, yeah. So people, you know, some people start to use that as an excuse for them for themselves the only reason you know this guy is really good is because someone gave him a gift and that's the only reason that i can't be as good as this person you know what i mean so they again they talk themselves out of um that goes back to what we were talking earlier about you know maybe their voice in their head yeah that's their excuse that they're giving themselves because of the reason why they're not doing it not getting started because they don't have a free desk exactly and that's the thing like this can be an entirely different topic but you know, right. I felt the same way when I was younger and when I was starting out, when I see people getting sponsored and I'm like, you know, oh, the only reason they have so many followers is because they, they get sponsored. That's not true. Like they've so worked true. their butts off to get to that point. So it's one of those things that I realize now. And so maybe yeah. from, you know, for because of that understanding, I'll, I'll let this guy slide, you know. I don't know why he wants you to be a front. Yeah, give this guy a desk so he'll leave Michael alone. <laughs> give me one too. No, yeah, just kidding. No. I have two already. I already <laughs> I have two. Too many desks. I know, me too. <laughs> yeah. Um, you saying that you used to think or like when you watched people creating videos who, you know, their videos were sponsored. When I would watch those videos, it would inspire, it inspired me to want to do it. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, these people are you know, being sponsored by these companies, they're getting like cool stuff. Like I want to do that. Okay, so yeah. that's really what got me into like this whole, cre- not creative thing. I've always loved photography and always done photography, but kind of wanting to be in the whole aspect of social influencing. Yeah. Or I know Mike- Michael hates being called an influencer. <laughs> I don't know why I hate it. <laughs> what is funny though, you guys, is our first Again, I keep going back to that first podcast that is never going to see the light of day. Um, I said that I liked being called an influencer. Like it was making me feel more accomplished. And Michael was like, oh, I (laughs) hate being called an influencer. (laughs) I absolutely hate it. I don't know why. But then again, I have problems being called a photographer too. Right? I know. So there's something wrong with me. That kind of makes me sad though. No, it's true. I shouldn't be proud of it. You're such a good photographer. You should be very proud of that. Thank you. It it is. It it has a lot to do with self acceptance and (coughs) I think sorry. I think it has has to do with my past. Again, like that story that I shared about when people thought I wasn't good enough. So it's one of those things that I'm working working on. That's why I keep posting or I keep writing on my resume or my whatever photographer just so i can see it myself it's actually for yeah. me to remind myself yeah hey, i'm a photographer and also that story when i went to adobe max when that i was talking to that lady and she said she asked me what i was what i did for a living and mm-hmm. i said oh i'm just a graphic designer and he's like why do you say just a graphic designer and i basically got lectured by this lady yeah in a by good the way lady from yeah. who or like oh, what did company I, was she did i not tell you the story no. So I was at Adobe Max. and Yeah, you didn't invite me. I know that. I know. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> well, we were supposed to go this year, remember? I know. <laughs> the, um, I guess they're not going to do any no. of that this year, mm-hmm. are they? I don't even know when the next con- uh, convention is going to be because 
even if they allow it, I don't I don't think people are comfortable enough. There's a lot of a lot of people there and mm -hmm. it's probably like, gonna I take it, to fly. Yeah. I think it's gonna be at least a year. At least a year before so next people, year. Yeah, before people get comfortable again. But I do I do wanna go back. I think it's really good. Like it's very you feel different. Like it's a different creative energy. And mm. it's really inspiring, honestly. Yeah. So no, I'm ready. I let mean, me know. Whenever they, we're gonna go. They we're, do it. We're we're gonna go. What was the other one though? Because you went to Adobe Max, and, oh, and I then wrote that I was I was CES. CES. Yeah. That was yeah. Both yeah. of those. Are they both in Las Vegas? No. So Adobe Max was in LA, but okay. um, uh, CES is in Vegas, and so okay, yeah. So my goal. Hmm, that's a that's a good topic to talk about, Chelsea. But uh. The reason why I got to CES was I made good relationships with uh, some of these companies, right? And one of the companies was kind enough to sponsor me to um to go to CES. So did they they paid for you to go? They paid for me to go, but it's it's not like you can just buy yourself into it. It's like you have to get invited, I think. <gasps> so yeah, invite so me. so and that's the thing. <laughs> but I think I, I don't know if they even changed it. I think as long as you own your own business, I think you can register. But anyway, so yeah, the, these guys, very, very nice people, um, sponsored me. And so I flew out there and I promised myself uh, that I was going to try to get into the tech space. That's why I started making these YouTube videos so that, oh, really? yeah, it's one of those motivations so that I can yeah. hopefully, I don't have to be mm, limited to being invited. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that mm -hmm. hopefully by next year um, or the next time, that I can actually just apply on my own or, or maybe even, yeah, I, I basically have that enough experience and enough of a resume for, to be invited to CES, I guess. It's just what I'm, what I'm thinking in my head. So, but yeah, CES is, is a good, yeah. Keep making those videos, Chelsea, honestly, keep <laughs> making those, those relationships, man. I'm telling you like, that's, that's really what's going to propel you. Keep, yeah. Keep, making those good relationships honestly it's yeah. not it's almost i mean obviously good content but i think relationships are still the key to just mm -hmm. growing yeah no i think so too because i mean those those companies that you've made those relationships with i mean ultimately they're the ones with the bigger voice yep. you know yeah and so. people have more trust in them and then if they if you know that large company or whatever gives that gives another large company your name i mean they're going to trust them yeah exactly you know? Exactly. It, over, they're putting a good word. Over you just saying, mm -hmm. over you just saying, hey. I know. I'm good. <laughs> I know. It helps, guys. It helps. Networking does yeah. help in that sense. All right. Well, that's that. <laughs> Poor Michael and his mean comments. <laughs> yeah. He'll that's be okay. okay. We'll do it again next time. Chelsea, you're next. Okay. Be prepared. See Lion King. Michael's going to start DMing people, telling them to I know. give me be bad mean comments. to her. Have something to read. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I guess we should start. We don't have gear news this week, so we don't. I couldn't find anything that. interesting that I thought you guys probably already knew. And I'm trying to branch away from like just canon, mm -hmm. so I'm just trying to like take this time and do a little more extensive research and try to learn more cameras better. Mm -hmm. That's really the reason why I'm using this Sony, so I can talk Understand about other. It. Okay. Yeah. You can and talk about drones video. too. Remember. True. I think I've there's a new one. There, the Mavic Mini. Yeah. The Mavic. Uh, no, no, not Mini. Um, Air Two. Mavic. Mavic Air Two. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know. I not know nothing one, about it. Not the one that will fit into a sandwich. 
but it's I think it's not as much. I don't know. I don't know enough to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's skip that. All right. There's your gear news. <laughs> Chelsea doesn't know enough to talk about. <laughs> okay, Chelsea. Uh, you said I'm gonna check my my DMs right now. I don't. I think I got a couple of comments. I mean, questions. I got one. I got one. Okay. Um, I Wiz Visuals says I'm starting a YouTube channel. Photography related. Any tips or suggestions? Mm. My suggestion is always just start. Yeah. Number one, just start. Number two, um, try to be as authentic as you can and have quality content. Really, um, if you're starting photography related, I mean, if you're wanting to start a YouTube channel that is photography related, I'm assuming that you already know about photography. So just give good good content like true content you don't want to give out things that aren't true yeah um, just start be yeah. authentic i was actually <laughs> going to say the same thing just start because it really is the thing that you have to do just start yeah and that's just the only tip start. because and everything I, else you figure out yourself you know it sounds so easy like oh yeah you you tell me just to start like <laughs> <laughs> in that voice too <laughs> I know, right? Sometimes it's really hard to just to just to get started. But if you're having those issues, I think you need to go back a few episodes on the podcast because we really cover just starting. Yeah, and how important it is. Yeah, how important it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. it's very true. All right. Yeah. Well, I have the same answer. Michael. Michael cheated. I did cheat. That's okay. All right. All right so, this is from Max. So he says, "What's first, milk or cereal?" Cereal. Cereal, for sure. You're cereal. A psychopath. <laughs> who, who, who puts the milk in who, first? Who dare puts the milk in first? Who does that? <laughs> I know. Psychopaths. That's who. Psychopath. Um, I have by MJ Mjalam2. Who makes your desk? Um, I have two desks. Which one? I know. The one, the old one, the maple colored one is from ikea and this dark walnut is from ergon office they're both awesome so what's who makes yours chelsea um my white one my original is from uplift desk and my new one the the wood top is from stand desk they're okay. both awesome okay yeah all right next question is from lisa she says there's links in our bio <laughs> we do have links please visit please um, check it out <laughs> What is your favorite lens for shooting desk photos? Mine would definitely be the Tamron 28 to 75 f 2.8 lens. It's wide enough, and I don't. Sometimes I don't want to get too wide because it distorts it so much. Distortion, yeah. Yeah, but that's my favorite. Mine is either 24 to 70 f 4, um, Canon, or really, I mean, I say 24 to 70, but the one that is always on my camera is the 24 to 105. RF. It came with the camera, like the kit lens for the ESR. Oh. It's it's probably one of my favorite lenses, even though it is f4. But for shooting desks, I mean, I don't really need to like go down to or get have like a super crazy aperture. So yeah, yeah f4 is good for me. And usually, I don't want everything except one thing like really blurry. So I'm usually shooting in like a six or like a five point whatever. So. Yeah. yeah I, that's my you favorite. don't have to have a super fast lens for sure. Yeah. No. That's a great answer. 
because people would always default to going fast, like 2.8 yeah, or 1.8. Well, it, it's getting ridiculous. 1.2, like I, I, I know, right? I'm like, what the hell? What do you even capture? I would, never, <laughs> I would never use that unless maybe, and I've never been a portrait photographer, but maybe if you're a portrait yeah. photographer and you uh, want that background like completely blurred yeah. out. But they almost look like cut out cardboards. <laughs> Right, because the background is like it's just so blurred. Color. Yeah. Anyway, tech talk. Um, Lisa asks, "Why do you hate fountains so much?" <laughs> I, I hate she'd them. Have a good question. They're <laughs> they are a waste of anything. I've I I should share a little tidbit. My my home when I was growing up had a fountain. So Did you crack your head on it or something? No, it was just completely useless. <laughs> Because at first it looked pretty. After a few months, it was just n not working. It was dirty and gross. And it was just a waste of anything. A waste of space, I think, honestly. I think to me, like your fountain is like a fish tank to me. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I, I see what you're think, saying. Yeah. I think it's because as, a, as kids, my brother, my middle brother and I both had fish tanks in our room. And of course, we never cleaned those things out, right? Yeah. Just nasty, like green, <laughs> like disgusting. Fish were dead, dirty water still in there. <laughs> but so, see, that's the thing. You can you can take a fish tank out. You can remove it. Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, the that's fountain true. is there forever. That's why I hate it so much. It's that's not like true. You, it's yeah. not like you can cover it up with whatever. Like, oh, just ignore this. You know what I mean? So I think that's why I hate it so much. But thank you for that, Lisa. Um, next question is also from Lisa. She asks. What is the first place you will visit as a vacation after Corona is over? Um, I'm probably, you know, actually, you know what, Chelsea? I think it's probably going to be Hawaii. Ah, yeah. I was going to say that too. Because my wife We're is gonna... really itching to go. Which island are you guys going to? I don't know yet. I don't know yet, actually. Um, have you ever surfed? No. And I have Do no you... plans of doing Oh, okay. <laughs> so my best friend, um, her and her husband, they still live there. And they're big time surfers. Okay. And so I was going to say, if you want to surf, like, I got I got you hookup. Oh, sweet. Um, my wife would love to, though. Would she? Yeah, she would. Yeah, yeah. I will definitely let them know. We're going to. We're planning a trip. Um, I'm, just, I'm, I'm trying to talk my family into letting us yeet the kids to their house <laughs> and then we catch a flight from Nashville to to Oahu but my mom I asked her today actually and she's like what am I gonna do with them kids while I'm working I was like I don't know yeet them somewhere else <laughs> they somehow end, end up she's, somewhere they'll just end somewhere. up somewhere they'll, they'll be somewhere be fine they'll be fine yeah so, Hawaii. Hawaii Hawaii is a good spot yeah okay next question is from Kevin I, oh actually got a couple more questions, Chelsea. We might have to go through this like like pretty fast. Um, okay. This is from sure. Kevin Marcus Jr. He says, do you think people who only have older gear are at a disadvantage when creating? I don't think so. No. I really don't no. think so. So, no, no, no. Because honestly, if you have that older gear, you've obviously had it for a while. You're obviously efficient with that, that gear. So you can probably produce better content rather than fumbling trying to learn or whatever mm -hmm. i mean i know that's my my um situation yeah no no it's it, i completely agree it's not it's not about the gear your content is people have been gr creating great content long ago before all these gears started popping up mm -hmm. so don't yeah. use that as a disadvantage actually use it as an advantage because you 
you need to get uh, creative with the lack of gear, right? So, okay. Um, this one is from Sam Gavin. Do you guys regard what you do on IG as a job? Yes. And that oh, is, yeah. yeah, that is yes. a completely different topic that I would like to dive into um, in the future. But yes, yeah. it is a job. It takes a lot of hours, a lot of frustrations, a lot of um, negotiations, and money is definitely involved. It, you know, it doesn't mean. Yeah, I. Sorry, I was so, just going to say that um, it doesn't mean that we're getting paid. What I mean is, money is that you're spending money to try to grow this, and then hopefully you're getting paid as well. So it's it's a job, yeah. you know. Anyway, you were saying. Yeah. So I was just going to say my product photography, like what I make most of my money from, is probably like part time and then instagram is the other part time so them combined is like my full time job yeah yeah and it's hard because you have to be on your you're on your toes all the time right you have yeah. to keep growing you can't you can't stay stagnant in this business yeah so where did you buy this cup said levente i like it very much also i love your content oh i got it from amazon i'll i'll look for it it's it's that cup that i posted recently yeah craig yeah. seller asks what's the biggest distraction in your office the door because <laughs> i want to wanting to go out yeah, i want to go away <laughs> <laughs> my couch being downstairs because yeah, i don't have a couch anymore so yeah the door i had to actually remove the chair because i was just sitting on the chair and watching on my phone so yeah <laughs> yeah anyways <laughs> um e silverio asked oh actually this is my cousin oh cool oh hi yeah. cousin his name is albert so albert asks if you could turn back time knowing what you know now, what will you do differently? I will definitely have more confidence to start. True that. Yeah. More confidence to start because there's so many things I realize that I, that I can do or I can at least grow into it after mm -hmm. the fact, you know, like after actually doing it. And before, yeah. I'd say 90% of the stuff that I never did before was just out of fear in my own head. So, yeah. I, I was could, just about to say something similar. Um, just not giving myself so much anxiety about starting mm -hmm. is probably my biggest. I think that's the number one thing change. that stops people. Just yeah, fear, anxiety. Yeah, fear, anxiety. Yeah. Okay, Albert also asked, what is the one goal that if you achieve it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary? Oh, that's a good question. How dare you? <laughs> that's a good question. For me, um, what's, for, what's your answer? It, yeah, for me it is to be able to solely have an income from all of these different streams of revenue so my husband doesn't have to work. That's like, that's my end goal is to be able to sustain our family on just a social media income. Yeah. I think all of our other things would go away if I was just making like shitloads of money. Yeah. I'm not that, not that we're like in money issues right now, just like my husband not having to go to work, like us both just being able to be at home and like him take care of the kids, me being able to work. I think that's like my end goal that would, mm -hmm. I don't know. No, I actually you and I have this, a very similar goal. So my end goal is to be able to spend more time with my family, meaning my kids yeah. and my wife and everyone else. And basically the dream is for me to just get up and go anywhere and have not have my wife work anymore. And yeah. it ties in with what you just said. If I can earn an income enough, doing this and you know through affiliates or just like you know growing my brand enough mm -hmm. that i have more free time it's kind yeah. of ironic because the more you grow the more the less time you have 
So I'm trying to be smart about it. You know what I mean? But so. it's it's a different. I don't know because I mean when you're so established, like the stuff that you've done in the past is making you money. Yeah, you it's residual so, income. Yeah, yeah. So, so we both have the same goal. So pretty much, yeah. If we can free up some more time, then everything will be easier, because yeah. you know I wouldn't have to worry so much about you know meeting certain deadlines. I can say no to more clients and yes to better clients, right? Correct. Yeah. Good question, Albert. Uh, you made us think. <laughs> okay. This one's from Lisa. Do you follow any kind of daily routine that keeps you motivated or productive? Um, I, I do. And it's, I mentioned it earlier and it's basically going through my list. Um, you know, it motivates me from, from panicking, <laughs> but if, if there's any other motivation, it's really just seeing my kids because, um, I do want to spend more time with them. Same. I, I don't want to have yeah. to keep, you know, sitting in front of a computer in exchange of, you know, and then see pictures of them playing or videos of them playing in the backyard. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I want to be there. So that's my motivation. For me, mm -hmm. I see my kids all the time. Um, <laughs> but no, they, they're still my motivation because I want to be able, like I said, I want my husband to be able to not work so he can spend more time with them, probably. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, that really is my, my motivation. But as far as like a routine, like my routine is literally if I can just get up from bed get dressed get my teeth brushed then i'm good to go because some mornings like i have to get up out of the bed so fast take the dog downstairs so she doesn't pee in the floor and then it starts with like breakfast and then before i know it it's like nine o'clock and i'm not even dressed yet so yeah. it's chaos can... in the morning here as well oh yeah mm -hmm. it is anyways okay <laughs> um if you feel it this is also from lisa if you feel unmotivated what place would you visit for the recharge and re-motivation do you want to take this Hawaii. one? Hawaii. Hawaii. <laughs> um, I don't know if she meant traveling, though. No, that could be a thing. Um, okay. If if we're look, thinking locally, like just right here in the house, I usually just sit in the um, backyard. Uh, in the backyard or even like in our uh, living room area. They ha We mm -hmm. have like the windows there. Let, let the sun in like in a way where it's really nice. I just mm -hmm. sit there and just kind of relax. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, I think but, that's, that's pretty much the same for me. Okay. But but if I'm I have a chair downstairs that I'm always sitting in and like it's it sounds funny, but like at the end of the day I look forward forward to that certain time that I can just be in my chair, like in the living room, <laughs> not have to worry about the office or like the kids yeah. are in the bed, everything is done for the day. Like I can just sit in my chair and watch my trash TV. It's so, your place of zen. It's my place of zen. Yeah. Um <laughs> Let's see. Uh, how do you guys drink your coffee? I drink mine black most of the time. Um, but I am very much a fan of these very sweet, very sugar-filled instant coffee that I get from the Philippines. And it's it's like a like part of my childhood, basically. It's like my parents drank it. And it's just like, it's basically just sugar with a little bit of <laughs> coffee in it. <laughs> I take my coffee from Starbucks every mm. morning. So going back to routine, that is my routine. Like I get up, if I can, hopefully, get up, brush my teeth, get dressed, and load the kids in the car and we go to Starbucks. <laughs> oh, I get a cool. venti coffee. Oh, yeah. nice. Well, it, I don't know if it's considered coffee. It's a peppermint mocha. So It's coffee. I call it coffee. I do take, I do take my coffee very sweet and very full of sugar. So. Okay. It's weird because I like my coffee really sweet, but for the most part, I drink it. Black. <laughs> I just like old man. Plain. I know I am an old man. <laughs> I'm, just 
That's okay. James says it too. James says it too. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> okay. This is from Amersh96. Where can mm -hmm. I buy that cool? Oh, it's the coffee cup again. Where can I buy that cool coffee cup? You know what? I'll, I'll put a link <laughs> in my description. Um, <laughs> do you want a link in the, the podcast description? or just? <laughs> I'll do it in my feed. On your feed. Okay. Yeah, I'll do it in my feed. Okay. This is from B-T-A-N-G-A-R-W because I don't know how to read that. Um, he says, somewhat related, what online communities, IG, Behance, et cetera, fuel your motivations? YouTube. Um, yeah. yeah, YouTube for sure. Uh, I also use Pinterest. I know Pinterest, they sound, that's what I was about to say. they sound very like vanilla, Pinterest. like if, cause everyone uses that, but honestly, that's, yeah. I get, I get my motivation. There's from stuff so, like that. there's so much motivation, no yeah. content. Mm -hmm. that's yeah. Amazing. So in, in our fields, like Motivate. photography and just like. You know the stuff that we do yeah youtube yeah. and pinterest are for sure for sure i got the one. whole inspiration as far as the color scheme for my office i got that from from instagram or jesus from <laughs> pinterest yeah yeah <laughs> so. um okay i think that's it so thank you again guys for tuning in and hopefully we can get this uh behind the scenes reel out so that you guys can watch it um it's probably going to be like just a few minutes of it, but we'll, we'll, we're trying. We're trying because we want to put this on YouTube. Yeah. And thank you again, Lisa, for the suggestion because I know um, she sent me a message this morning and she said that it might be helpful if we say beforehand uh, what we're going to talk about so that people can send in specific questions. And I'm like, you know what? That's true. I don't know why we never we never did that. Great idea. I don't know why we did either, and because yeah. we always got a lot of trash and we weren't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I meant, yeah. you know, like spam. Yeah, because, yeah, I know. Because me and Chelsea, you know, we're very prepared for this. <laughs> we're not prepared at all. Scrappy. I asked Michael two hours before we were set to record, quote, I hate to ask this, but what is the topic again? <laughs> and I said, quote, I don't know yet. <laughs> he doesn't. I don't know. <laughs> and then we figured it out. Yeah, so. we figured it out. Thanks again, guys. We'll catch you guys again soon. Yeah, thanks again for listening. See you guys later. Bye. Bye.